Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The program is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Cancer and You. I'm Karen Seeger, a psychotherapist and writer. I've been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. And today I would like to talk about chemotherapy. How do we get through it? What do we need to expect? And I share some of my own experiences with you. I don't know about you, whether you have gone through chemotherapy before, whether this is something that is not required for your own cancer treatment, whether you are a relative, a friend, a colleague of someone who is going through it, or whether you are a medical professional who is involved in administering or prescribing chemotherapy. We may have a very varied group of listeners here today. But I would like to share with you some practical tips and hints of how you can help yourself to get through this, if this is you, and also to tell you a bit about the emotional impact that you can expect. But at the outset, it's really important to understand not every chemotherapy is the same. You can have it administered intravenously through a drip into one of your veins or through a port, or you take the chemotherapy through tablets. Not everybody will experience the same impact of chemotherapy. Not everybody will experience the same side effects. You may have heard something about it. You may not know very much about it. So don't assume the experience of somebody else is going to be your own. Indeed, if you've gone through it before and you may have to go through it again, it can be a very different experience again. Chemotherapy drugs can vary by the type of cancer. It can vary in terms of the dosage depending on the nature of your cancer or on your overall health. It can be administered in a number of cycles with breaks in between. Sometimes there can be a break of three weeks or a break of a week or less. It really depends. So it's important to understand exactly what is being recommended for you. Perhaps to understand the type of drugs that are going to be administered. And if you're interested, then you can read up on the type of side effects that come with certain types of drugs. We've all heard of perhaps chemo brain, losing our hair. You may know about nerve damage that can occur, people talk about sickness, people talk about difficulty sleeping, people talk about feeling generally very tired and very unwell. Well, chemotherapy can compromise our immune system. So it's very important to take care of ourselves 
during this time. When you start with it, you might feel quite well in yourself, depending on the nature of your um, cancer, where it is, what organs or not may be affected. It also depends on what cancer treatment you may have already gone through. You may have had an operation, you may have gone through surgery and recovering from that. You may have had radiotherapy. Chemotherapy may be your first type of treatment. So again, it will depend on how much energy you have at the starting point of it all. So it's important to plan ahead and to, in all this uncertainty, to have some clear idea of what might happen and how you can be prepared for it. In my case, I had a few weeks before I started with my cancer treatment and I started off with um, a lumpectomy, so I had an operation and four weeks after that, the chemotherapy started and I had intravenous chemotherapy administered and then I had a three-week break. The first thing I thought about, rightly or wrongly, I don't think there's any right or wrong, was with what I knew about chemotherapy, which was about chemo hair loss. The type of drugs that I was um, given often go hand in hand with hair loss. And um, I managed to get myself onto a free um, information session at one of my local cancer support centers that talked a bit about how you can deal with this. And I knew I, I actually wanted to have my long hair at the time shaven off before I started with the whole process. So I attended a session about um, how to wear scarves, head scarves. There are some practical things that I had no idea about, um, especially how to make a scarf stay on your head when you have got no hair. I didn't want to go through cold cap. For me, it was really important to have certainty and to start this with no hair was one certainty. It came at a high price, but I didn't want to wait and see and perhaps have a very gradual loss of hair while I go through chemotherapy. I think for me personally, that would have been too much to deal with. You have to come to your own conclusions and find your own approach. So I cut off as much as I could myself and then a hairdresser did the rest. And I, I had a whole selection of different types of scarves and also um, because I, I went through it in the summer so I knew I would have very little hair in the winter, um, I needed to have a lot of stuff um, to wear little uh, woolly hats during the night to keep my, my head warm. That was one area. I read up on sickness, how to deal with that. I read up on uh, how to preserve some energy. I started thinking about the routine that I may have to adopt. I personally um, decided that I had to stop work immediately after the diagnosis and looking back for me that was the right decision financially. It was extremely difficult but I wouldn't have had the energy to continue working the way I did and I was also self-employed. I started to get my home um, ready for going through an illness, for going through a very grueling treatment. Um, after the surgery, 
I uh, couldn't do as much as I thought I, I would be able to, so I needed to have external help. You, depending on your own circumstances, you may have a family, you may have children, you may be on your own, you may be uh, of uh, one age group or another, think about what support you need, if there are important things that need to be sorted out in your life, um, paperwork, decisions, and I'm not necessarily talking about um, getting ready to die. Many people think about that straight away, and that's very understandable. I'm not necessarily talking about making a will, but there may be a lot of other things that you need to take care of. When is your tax return due, if you have to do one for yourself? Do you have to pay certain fees that are coming up what about your standing orders your direct debits do you need to speak with your bank are you paying off a loan are you paying off debt do you need to speak with your lenders do you need to apply for benefits these are things you have to think about while you have enough energy because the chemotherapy may take it out of you and you may not have the energy or the inclination to think and deal with any of that. So think what you need to deal with now and try and get it done. Food. Now you may hear that the chemotherapy can impact our taste buds and we can experience period of, of sickness. Um, certainly I started to feel sick always um, a few hours after the chemotherapy was administered, I was really sick, throwing up a lot. And my appetite changed drastically. Um, I lost appetite. Some things that I liked, I, I didn't, didn't like the look of anymore. I couldn't bear the smell. So if you're somebody that wants to be prepared in terms of cook a lot ahead and put it in the freezer, be mindful that you may no longer want to eat what you have prepared. Other people may be very well-meaning and prepare food for you. Again, this may be something that you don't actually want to eat. You may have problems perhaps swallowing, you might get mouth ulcers, um, that's not um, too uncommon. I don't want to frighten you with all this detail if you're going into chemotherapy, but try and think ahead. I did a lot of bulk buying online and um, I thought, okay, now I feel like I fancy XYZ, so I buy loads of that and I stock up. And then the food would come and I couldn't bear eating it. It was a waste of money. Some of it I had to give away in order for it not to perish. The same with liquids with drinking. So have a think about it. Um, you may go for quite a bland diet in the end. I don't know. You may have other dietary requirements anyway. So be prepared. Sickness I'm not a medical professional, I can't give you advice on that, but I found having some ginger tea was always a wise thing to have handy. Now, you may think, I've gone through one round of chemo, I know what to expect, um, this time it was perhaps okay, or it was so awful, I'm prepared for the next one. I found it's very unpredictable. Just because one round is really bad doesn't need to mean the next one is just as bad or worse. Just because one is okay doesn't mean the next one is going to be easy peasy. So 
like with cancer overall, there is a lot of unpredictability. I said at the outset our immune system can be impaired. Because of the drugs that we are given, we might be a lot more susceptible um, to getting ill. So, yeah, again, you have to be very practical about this. If you have small children that go to nursery or kindergarten or go to school, um, a lot of viruses and bacteria come into your home. The same if you have pets. Avoid public transport where you can, certainly at peak times. Avoid going into busy areas or into busy supermarkets at peak times. Do as much as you can. If it's winter time, be mindful when you go out into the cold. If it's summer, the chemo drugs can make you very uh, sensitive, can make your skin very sensitive. To sun, you will be advised to avoid the midday and early afternoon sun. And depending on where you live, it might be quite difficult to do that. So you have to be covered up, avoid insect bites, and things like that. You might find it difficult to sleep. You might um, develop insomnia. You might have a whole range of other things. You might find that you develop what is called peripheral neuropathy. That's nerve damage, often in your toes and in your hands. It's, it's a sensation in your toes and in your fingers which can also cause numbness, um, your skin can start to peel, your nails can become weak and brittle, you might even lose nails. Keep an eye on this. Often we are given um, painkillers for this, sometimes quite radical stuff. Be mindful about the side effects of those. Um, personally, I was given a lot of tramadol. I didn't ask for it and I didn't take it. I felt what I the discomfort I felt um, was not pain in a way that I wanted to take these types of painkillers. But your circumstances may be very diff different again. So read up and be prepared and ask questions. I, in the end, um, ended up being unable to wear my, my normal type of shoes. I had to buy sandals also for the winter that were open. I couldn't have anything that was restricting my feet, that was restricting my toes. I had to think a lot about how I can help myself. I, I massaged my feet a lot. Um, I had to be very careful because of the tender skin, but I tried to, to give my feet extra care read up on things as much as you can perhaps on um, online community boards you might find a lot of information i certainly lost the peripheral neuropathy after a year so um, right now we are sort of six seven years on um, i no longer have those sensations mentally chemotherapy can impact us in a number of ways, um, just because it is cancer treatment to start with. And I don't mean just in a way that I want to minimize it. It's a big thing. There is a lot of worry attached to it. If you are doing it to shrink the tumor, if you are doing it to perhaps get rid after an operation of, of any other cells that may be in your body, it is a frightening thing. Having it administered is a frightening thing. It can be very painful, certainly 
when you've already gone through a, a few cycles, your veins may no longer play along. And also, it means that later on, if you need to have blood tests done, it might be difficult to, to use those veins because they are worn out or they might have been damaged. There are also blood tests that take place in between chemotherapy rounds just to check that your body um, can take another administration of chemotherapy. So there is also uncertainty whether we can stick to the timetable. If you're told you need chemotherapy for X amount of weeks or months, that might change because your, your body may not be able to cope with it as quickly as that. So if you make plans around the schedule, be prepared to be flexible. And this is again more uncertainty. There may be tests to see whether the chemotherapy is having the desired effect. Again, more uncertainty. You may develop something called chemobrain and I've done a video on this on my YouTube channel. Check this out. You can also uh, find the details on my website karensieger.com and we can develop this in a, a mild form or in a serious form where it can impact our uh, memory, it can impact the amount of information we can process at any given time. I found it extremely difficult to listen to the radio. Um, there was no way I, I could do emails a lot of the time. It, I would be able to do it perhaps two or three weeks after a chemo round, but certainly not immediately after it. Um, it means that our a brain cannot process the same amount of information with the same speed as before. Again, this can improve over time and I think it's important that you adjust your lifestyle accordingly, that you um, really cut down on stress, cut down on commitments. You need to give yourself enough space and enough um, out times and rest periods to deal with all of this. You can find out a lot more about chemo brain on the video, as I said before. And then there is the fatigue. The fatigue can last for a long time, even after treatment has been finished. And this can really impact us emotionally and mentally too, because we may no longer be able to be as spontaneous or as energetic as we were before our energy levels can become quite unpredictable. There is a lot to contend with and there is a lot more to be said and I want to talk about this in forthcoming programs. Practical things about how perhaps to deal with the chemotherapy, people prepare for the application through mindfulness, through meditation, through visualization. They think about what you take with you to the uh, chemotherapy place where you have it administered. If you take tablets at home, it's a very different situation for you again. As I keep saying, we've only just scratched the surface, but I hope today's talk has given you some ideas to help you prepare and if you're not the one that goes through chemotherapy, to help you understand what might be going on and how you can assist. Keep asking questions if you are unsure. Look after yourself, take good care and I look forward to welcoming you again here 
Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos, and work via her website, KarenSeeger.com. That is K A R I N S I E G E R. We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.